What's up, everyone? This is Matt Vogt of The Lifestyle Practice, where we help dentists like you achieve the life and career of your dreams through practice ownership. And today, I'm here to talk to you about thinking like a startup and how that perspective can help you succeed in your dental practice. You're probably used to hearing Justin, Derek, or Steve talking with you each week, and that's because this is my first time flying solo on the podcast. So buckle up, everyone. You're stuck with me now, at least uh, at least once every few weeks. So one of the reasons I've been so excited to come on to the team as a partner and a coach at TLP is to be able to help docs with startups or bringing a startup mentality to their practices to grow and succeed. Justin, Derek, and Steve, they all did acquisitions and they did them extremely well, but it's been quite fun to learn from each other. And I can already see the benefit that having a perspective from startups is going to have for our clients. So if you listened to last week's episode when all four of us were on the podcast together, or back in episode 113 when Justin interviewed me, just a former client at the time, to talk about my practice, you'll already know a bit of my story with my startup, but I thought I'd share a little more information and maybe you'll come away with an idea or two today that can help your practice right now. So I knew in dental school that I wanted to own a practice as soon as possible after graduation. That had been my dream for a long time, being pretty entrepreneurially minded growing up and just wanted to be on that path. I knew it's what I wanted to do. It wasn't until I heard someone on a dental podcast during dental school talking about the business of dentistry that I really became interested in doing a startup versus acquiring a practice. I messaged this doctor and he told me to fly to his seminar that he was having and told me I could tour his practice and hang out for the weekend and that he would show me the ropes per se. So I did it. And honestly, it was great. The seminar focused on his perspective on the business of dentistry and personal finance and also why he felt like startups were basically the future of dentistry. So honestly, being a pretty impressionable dental student with no real world experience at that point, I drank the Kool-Aid. And I left town that weekend convinced to do a startup. And with someone who I thought would be helping me along each step of the way. Well, some good and some bad came out of that decision and that interaction that we had. I was in my third year of dental school at this point, and I was fired up about ownership after spending some time with this individual. I spent as much time as I could learning everything I could. And it set me on a path to signing the lease for my startup dental practice here in Indianapolis a week after graduating dental school. The bad was pretty bad. After I signed that lease, this friend and mentor, as we'll call him, basically decided to stop responding to me. We didn't have a concrete agreement or anything, but I trusted him to do a lot of the key steps to build my startup, and I got burned. I had done as much learning and planning and research as I possibly could, but I was still going to rely on him for quite a bit. So at this point, you know, I'm, I've been armed with all this knowledge, but feeling totally on my own, and it's time to build a, build a dental practice. That was almost six years ago, and now I'm fortunate to have a practice with nine team members, an associate doctor, and I typically will work about nine to 12 days per month in the TLP way, if you will. And honestly, I love to spend my free time with people I care about and play a ton of tournament golf too. If you want to talk numbers and see how we got to that point, email me. It's Matt at thelifestylepractice.com, and I'll give you a bit more of a look under the hood. 
So I'm not going to pretend to be the startup and dental business wizard uh, or the end-all be-all startup guru of the dental world. I feel like a pretty normal dentist, maybe like a lot of you listening. There are a lot of people in the dental world who have grown their practices faster and larger than I have. I'm not making any crazy claims here. But what I've done by kind of going it alone and not necessarily by the book is made a ton of mistakes, especially early on before working with Justin, going through the TLP Academy course and growing my practice with TLP principles. These mistakes meant a ton of opportunity to learn and grow and see what worked and what doesn't. My hope is that I can talk about these mistakes and things to look out for over future podcasts to hopefully shorten your learning curve to successful practice ownership. That's enough about me, though. Let's jump into how you can bring some of the startup mentality to your dental practice to grow and improve. First, there's a great book called Zero to One by Peter Thiel, the founder of PayPal and one of the earliest investors in Facebook. And in it, he talks about startups and competition. While some people say that competition is good for industries, Peter argues that we should avoid competition by either doing something completely unique to stand out or doing something incredibly well, so much better than our competition that we don't even consider each other competitors. So I'd ask, what are you doing in your practice that is completely unique or something you're doing incredibly well? Truthfully, I'd wager that a lot of the practices around you, practices that patients may consider going to instead of yours, have set the bar pretty low when it comes to this. So we're not talking about doing anything too crazy or reinventing the wheel here. I'll give you some food for thought. When I started my practice, I looked around my area and saw that very few doctors were active on social media. So when we began demolition and construction, I started posting the progress via Facebook Live on my practice page and began promoting that for like a few bucks a day to my target audience within a five mile radius of the practice. That pretty simple idea jump-started the new patient flow in our practice. We weren't spending much on marketing besides Facebook in the beginning, and that really helped us to be profitable from day one. And to this day, I still get new patients coming in who said they followed our journey at the very beginning and were looking for a new dentist and knew that they should come see us. Did this require being an exceptional clinical dentist? Heck no. I was a few months out of school at this point, so definitely still learning how to be a truly effective clinician. And I'm not telling you that the key to a great practice is like dancing on TikTok every day. That kind of sounds like my personal hell, actually. The toughest part of this was doing it and just doing it and doing it regularly, putting myself out there, not being afraid of what people would say. That's easier said than done, but the benefit was immense doing something slightly unique like this and doing it with some consistency. In the same way, doing something incredibly well to avoid competition can actually be very simple. Do you have a good website? Do you have your Google SEO perfect so that when someone searches for a dentist near them, you come up near the top? Do you and your team endorse each other at every opportunity and show patients that you believe in each other and build credibility? Do you make patients feel welcome and at ease? These seem like obvious things. But look around you at the other practices in your area. Look at the things they're doing. Look at the style of their practices. Look at their overall vibe. For startups, doing this research, ideally before picking a location, 
is essential. And then evaluating and improving constantly is a requirement for growth and survival. If you have an existing practice already, consider doing an evaluation of what you're doing well and what you're not. And if that means surveying patients or surveying your team and having some tough conversations and facing some tough realities, do it. It's tough, but I promise you'll be better off. One of the things that I think we do incredibly well in in my practice, and this is a philosophy you'll be familiar with being a follower of TLP, is comprehensive diagnosis. We all know the feeling when you see a new patient who has gone to their previous dentist for 30 years and they have failing dentistry and decay and let's say they need crowns on all their posterior teeth. We've all seen it. And the voice in the back of your head says, how on earth can I tell this person what I see without them leaving or without them thinking I'm a complete wacko? Once again, you've got to just do it. Put yourself out there. Don't be afraid of what this person would say. That's our job and our responsibility to our patients. A line that I love to use that you might like is this. Let's say this is Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones, I care very much about taking good care of you and all of our patients. And I know that sometimes my job is to tell you what you need to hear versus what you want to hear. We would both want to say that everything looks great and that I'll see you in six months. But I know what you need to hear is that a lot of these teeth don't look so healthy. Patients who you speak to like this won't necessarily be happy. They won't love what you have to say. And if you may leave and find a dentist who will tell them what they want to hear. But the ones that you want in your practice, the ones that return, will value what you have to say. And you'll gain their trust by being honest with them. And on top of that, you'll see the benefits by doing more comprehensive dentistry in your practice. I want to give you a final thought before wrapping things up. All startup businesses that succeed, not just dental practices, have a vision for where they're headed. They have goals and maybe they even have an end game or an exit in mind. Have you ever thought about what the end of your clinical career or your practice would look like? Kind of a weird thought, I know. All too often I see practice owners who are reactive to the day-to-day happenings of their practice and not proactive. Or I see associates who are reactive to the potential ownership opportunities that are out there and not proactive. And then they wonder why they don't grow or why another year has passed and they're still working for someone else. Did you set goals for yourself for this month or this year? How about for five years down the road? If you did, will you be able to keep yourself accountable? A startup has no choice but to have this vision for growth and to push forward. Because if they don't, they'll simply fail. But maybe you've got an existing practice that you're looking to grow or you're looking to cut back days but take home more. Well, in a lot of ways, you're a startup. You may have to put in some time, energy, and money to make improvements and achieve what you want to achieve. And this doesn't come without proactivity. It doesn't come by waiting. It comes by having a focused plan and executing on it. So think about it. What is something that you're doing that is completely unique or something you're doing incredibly well in your practice? Pause the podcast now if you need a second to think. What if you made a pivot in your marketing plan for your practice or rededicated your team to how you're diagnosing dentistry? or decided that you were going to evaluate your practice and start to do things more unique or incredibly well, like Peter Thiel suggests. I know what your gut reaction to those questions probably was. You might have thought all the reasons that you couldn't do those things. You might have thought of what your staff or your patients might think of you. Your instinct might have been to think, what could go wrong? 
One of my main goals in coaching at TLP is to help you think of what could go right. It's to give you a different perspective on the day-to-day grind of dentistry. And that's what having a coach did for me and what it can do for you too. It's been awesome to see the response and the messages in my inbox since coming on board. So thank you to all of you who have reached out. I really appreciate it. And whether you're an existing practice owner, someone who's looking to do what I did and start from scratch, or kind of caught in between with indecision, email me if you've got questions or if you're ready to take the next step in your life and career. My email is matt at thelifestylepractice.com. Or if you thought this was the worst podcast you've ever listened to, feel free to reach out to the rest of the gang at Justin, Derek, or Steve at thelifestylepractice.com. I know this was a quick first podcast, but I've got so much more that I can't wait to talk about with you all. So we'll see you on the next one. Until then, be safe and take care of each other. See ya. Sicker than your average.